Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. And basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. You can claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using promo code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup on the line. And baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the Daily Fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways for you to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Noah, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, Currently... You know, different different setup this week because I'm staying in an Airbnb because I had to move out of my house. Uh, so might be some some technical or audio issues here. We'll see how this goes. Uh, so different. Uh, but for you, I, I heard you, uh, you you broke your foot this week. Yeah, broke my foot. So five weeks in a boot, um, not to be confused with the Canadian way of saying about. Um, so, yeah. Very restricted mobility, which means no more hockey on Fridays, which makes me sad. But yeah, you can't really do anything about it. No, and like I feel, I feel a little bit bad because last week or on Sunday, whenever it is that we were recording, oh. you had already hurt your foot. You thought it might have been your ankle that was fractured. I thought it might have been sprained, so I recommended you try kicking a wall to see if you felt any pain in it and where that pain was. In hindsight, not not the smartest idea. I I don't think I didn't kick that hard. I I don't think it did much damage, but no, but definitely like, not. Probably not the thing to do. No, like it it definitely didn't help. But and like but I I I did say before I'm not a doctor, so that is true. That is right. True. Okay, and then like so actually one other time, unrelated but similar kind of story. I had a friend. We were playing soccer. I was the goalie, not a good one. And he was in front and it was like last game of the season. And the like board got around me, beat me. He was going to score. And he like dove in the way, blocked it. And then like landed 
on his like arm and he was like on the ground in like tears because he was like we were like 12 and he's like oh like i think i think my arm's broken and me thinking that you know i was a doctor i was like listen alex i i have the perfect way to tell if your arm is broken or not and he was like oh how's that and i was like i'll just like step on your foot and if you throw your arms up in the air it's not broken right right <laughs> which is not it's not terrible logic but it's not great <laughs> so i step on his foot in my cleats he throws his arm up right and i was like okay it's not broken then he goes down because his foot hurts and turns out his arm was broken and i accidentally broke his foot so that's not ideal so i think i might not give people medical advice anymore i mean i'm gonna sound a little biased here but I agree. Yeah, but you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, your foot heals. Uh, I think it will. I, you know, I was able to put weight on it this morning, which I thought was a very good sign. So, I, fingers crossed, it goes faster than, than faster than the five weeks. I'm telling you, e- easy recovery. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it, rec- it recovered before five weeks, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push it. You know. I have no, unfortunately, I haven't been called up to the NHL quite yet. When I do, I'll, I'll, I'll rush it. But for now, I guess I, I have no reason to. No, I definitely wouldn't push it. Like I, a couple of years ago, I tore my meniscus in my knee and I went to the doctor and oh, they were I like, remember that. Yeah. And they were like, listen, like you, they were like, you got to stay off of it for four weeks. Right. It's got to rest it and repair. And I was like, okay, doc sounds good. And then uh, like two days later, we had a hockey game and I was like, ah, oh, it feels fine. So I took some like Tylenol, went out there, didn't play very well. And then, and then it turns out it never really healed properly. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think maybe don't push it would probably be the way to go. Yeah. I, uh, gonna, gonna keep that advice. I'll, I'll remember. Yeah. That, that would be my, my last piece of advice for you. Um, but Lots to talk about this week on the pod. Well, not a lot. About a, a, a an average amount. amount. A, a decent, decent amount. amount. A decent I, amount. It's maybe not, a little more than average, I'd say. We'll see. We'll see if we can stretch it out. Uh, but first things first, we got uh, the Turner Sports deal, the new TV deal for the NHL to go along with the one they signed with ESPN a couple months back. Um, an exciting deal for, for, for the league, obviously, uh, and for the first time in – you know, like ever, there's not going to be any NBC coverage of games. Uh, it's going to be weird. I was literally watching a video today. It was, um, it was uh, like the all the game seven overtime winners of the past decade, and it's literally all NBC, right? Yeah. Like, well, like I think like with the NBC, like the thing I loved about their broadcast was was Doc Emmerich, right? Right, like one of a kind. Right, and like I don't know if you watch it. There was like one video for like they did like a documentary on him, and he was talking about you know all his like play by play calls, and if there was one call he wanted to have back, one one moment that he wished he had called differently, and the one he said was Patrick Kane's OT winner uh, against Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people would would say that one yeah but just because he he didn't know it went in right 
And so I don't think anybody did other than Patty Kane, though. No, exactly right. I so mean, the referee fault didn't. The referee didn't know. I mean, Corey Crawford didn't know. It was. Yeah, Crawford Niemi. was at the time. Niemi. Oh, it was Niemi? Yeah, it was Nemo. Um, not not Crawford. Uh, who was in net for for Philly? Michael Layton? Layton, Layton had no idea, you know. So, um, no, it he, yeah, it would have definitely been cool if Patty Kane and Doc Emmerich were the only two people in the building that knew it went in. Yeah. So then, like, he followed it up by like the I forget who it was who was asking the questions. He said, "What do you want? Do you want to do you want to redo then?" And so then he actually redoes the call for that goal, and it's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty cool. That's 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 what I loved about you know the the NBC broadcast. But TNT, obviously, more well known for their their basketball coverage, which they do a phenomenal job on, but didn't get off to the best start with the NHL coverage. Yeah, uh, do you want do you want to just explain the situation? Oh, I'll let you explain it. Oh yeah, yeah. So so TNT puts up a graphic after last night. Um, about the, the NHL coming over. I, let me see if I can, I'm going to pull it up just so I can best describe it. I honestly, um, like, I didn't even read the information on the graphic. Yeah, that's what I, like, I, I saw the picture and I was like, um, let's see, there we go. So it was National Hockey League and Turner Sports. It was basically just announcing the partnership. Uh, so three Stanley Cup Cups, three Stanley Cup finals on TNT the rights to every winter classic and uh, live streaming on HBO max, which is disappointing because I don't have HBO max and I don't plan on getting it. Um, that being said, that information is followed by a graphic, including two captains, the Washington capitals captain and the oh, Edmonton so Oilers ca- captain. Of course, the captain of the uh, Washington capitals is none other than alex ovechkin of course of course now now you may say well okay the other one's gotta be Connor mcdavid like gotta captain be, right? of the oilers like best player in the world like duh no no it's not i don't know i don't know who 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 came up with this pick but they put andrew ferentz instead yeah. of Connor mcdavid and you just go oh man that is rough. Yeah. Because you, you know that they were going for Connor McDavid there. Like, what are you thinking? Like, when was Andrew Ferentz captain of the Oilers? Like, well, he was captain. He was captain just, he was the captain before McDavid. I mean, what is that? Like, at least, I mean, it was, it was the Reebok. So it was so, at least three, three years ago. No, no. So McDavid got the C in his second year. So that was 2016. So that would be from 20 Five years. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's over six. five years, five six years. I, it is absolutely. No, oh, my my guess incomprehensible. is that, no. See, my guess is that, and this this just an obvious this is obviously just a guess, but my guess is that someone you know at TNT was like, oh hey, like you know we got this new deal, we need you know I was talking to some intern probably, and was like, hey, like uh, we got this uh, you know we got the new TV deal with the NHL. Uh, we need you to make a graphic for, for the show tonight. I'm like, okay, like, uh, should I put like player pictures? And then the, the person's like, yeah, yeah, just player pictures. It's like, okay, who should I put? And they're like, oh, I'll probably put Ovechkin on and then Connor McDavid. And they're like, oh, who's Connor McDavid? And they're like, oh, he's the captain of the Oilers. And that intern's like, okay. And they looked up Edmonton Oilers captain, 
found a picture of Andrew Ference. Yeah, I'm literally, I'm literally looking because shout out to I, I, uh, I noticed it because Danny All Star uh, on Twitter, uh, Big Heat Daddy, uh, posted about it, and then he, he goes, he, he, he posted a picture of the Google Images search that Oilers captain was like gives back. And, and is that the first one? It's the, like the second picture. So first of all, that is already. The fact that that's the second picture that comes up is just ridiculous. No, third. It might be third, actually. I'm not sure. Even still. Because, like, I'm guessing, like, probably a picture of Gretzky came up, right? And then probably like, maybe a picture. Not of... even. Not even. It goes McDavid, McDavid, Ference. Yeah. And then and they... McDavid again. Which is already interesting because you always had some, some good captains over the years. But interesting, interesting call there. I saw I saw it because I woke up this morning and I was like, like, why the hell is Andrew Ference trending on Twitter? Because that guy has not been in the league for years. And it really speaks to a bigger issue and something that we we have discussed at length before is the NHL does a terrible job of marketing their superstars. They do. Yeah. Which is something like I think a lot of people were hopeful that TNT would do a good job of considering how they've marketed you know, other leagues like the NBA. So I think the hope was that that might carry over to the NHL and that there'd be a better marketing effort, um, which is just not, not, not what's happened so far. I mean, you know, it's still early. It's only, it happened yesterday, but yeah, the, the thing for me is that I think it just speaks to, you have these networks, right. That have been very successful with the NBA, you know, and whatever, but they're, they, they're not knowledgeable about the NHL and about the players and the sports. I mean, you just spent over $1.5 billion, B, billion dollars on a TV contract for the NHL. Yeah. And that's, that's where you're going to start it off with. I, yeah. I don't get that. I personally, this is fairly controversial but the way ESPN approached it they kind of they kind of realized that people have no idea about hockey you know and they the the first thing they had i think was like Stephen A Smith saying 10 facts i know about hockey and the last one was the puck is black yeah but i mean for me that's just that's humility at its finest because ESPN knows nobody knows about hockey. The perfect example is Stephen A. Smith. And I can bet you that in seven years, if you were to ask Stephen A. Smith the same question, he's going to have a much different answer. Yeah. Or at least I, I like, you would hope, you would hope. Yeah. You know? So well, it's, I like- just, it's the, the only thing that is the saving grace for TNT is that people who are not already big hockey fans are going to see that and not think anything of it. Exactly. And, and like, if you that's didn't, the, that's the saving grace. Yeah. The thing for me, like the Stephen A. Smith thing, I, I love that, you know, the Stevens, a list, 10 things he knows about hockey. Uh, I love that. And I loved someone, I think throughout the suggestion on Twitter of just like an intermission segment where it's just, you get like a former NHL player trying to teach Stephen A. Smith something about hockey, like every week. I, I think that would be funny. That that kind of reminds me of uh, of a uh, slap shot. You know, slap shot in uh, one of the one of the first scenes is the goalie on TV. 
You remember that? Yeah. The the French Canadian goalie and he's explaining the penalties in hockey to the TV producer and it's it, it, honestly one of the funniest scenes. Yeah. At least sports movies, if not all movies, for me. Um, it's that I think that would be a very very funny thing to do. Yes. Yeah, and I think I think that the challenge for for free ESPN and TNT is going to be finding a way to blend in the the really well known. Uh, broadcasters and commentators that they have like uh Stephen a smith and then blending them in with people who are knowledgeable about the sport and familiar to hockey fans and creating a product that you know teaches new fans but appeals to the old fans that's to me is the the challenge and that does a better job of promoting the players and trying to find a way to market the nhl closer to the way the nfl and the nba are marketed yeah, it's, it's going to be a process. It's not going to happen overnight after next season. I think it's going to take a few years, but in, it's going to be interesting. I wonder if ESPN, I wonder when they have their Stanley Cups. No, I'm not if, certain. If I was ESPN, I would probably try and backload it. Yeah. But I, I have no idea how it's structured. I don't even think it's decided yet. No, I, I, in I don't honestly, because we just found out about TNT. Um, the, the other thing is that it was disappointing to hear that NBC was never serious about it. No. Yeah. They were, they were always out. They, they, from the get go, they were not like their bid for the same package that TNT is paying $265 million a year for. I, I don't know if you saw the number. It was like a hundred million. Literally. Yeah. That is, well, and that's the thing for me is because realistically, so that package, like so what, what NBA or what NBC had currently, right? Like it seems like they had that rights to to the NHL, but it seemed like a very neglected part of their business. And by doing that, they like had devalued it, right? Yeah. And so they were saying like, "Well, this is not generating a lot for us. This is what we're valuing at." Whereas TNT's coming in and saying, "Look, this is something NBC's neglecting. We think if we come in and we." you know, invest in this and put the proper time and resources in and treat it like, you know, an important asset that it's going to be worth more than 265, but we're going to pay for it. That's true. But I, I was reading the sports business journal article and a key thing to, to note is that while NBC was never serious about the rights, they stayed in the business, the bidding process. They didn't have to stay into the, in the bid, bidding process. First of all, they knew they weren't going to get the contract. And second of all, they, they didn't want it. No. So they, by no means did they have to, to stick into that bidding process. But I, and I think this means, means a lot for, for I mean, I, if I were like Gary Bettman, I'd be very grateful for that because they, they didn't have to and they chose to stuck in stick in it to like kind of escalate the price for other people yeah you're bidding I, it up yeah which which full credit where credit is due for nbc on that part and on the other hand there's a few like factors that you just could not um you couldn't you can't look away from so First of all, I mean, the, the obvious NBC Sports Network is not going to be a thing after the, the Olympics, I think. I believe, um, yeah. I, I, I don't know when they're... You, it's yeah. going to be done. It's going to be done by December 2021. Um, wh when that is, I'm not sure. 
so first of all, you lose that. Then your your other your other platforms are NBC regular, which is going to have a plethora of other um, content, or the USA Network, which does not attract a big sport following. Yeah. So it. And I don't think the NHL is ready to go full peacock. No, I, I, I think that from the NHL's perspective, that was just not a good call for them. And, uh, think, and they're, they're, they're correct in that. And NBC Peacock's service, I have heard very mixed reviews about. Um, yeah, you so, would, you, you being in the States, you would have a much better idea. Yeah, I know of, it's, of that. It's, it's been very underwhelming for Premier League soccer, for, for Premier League fans. Um, it, it's been terrible, in fact. Uh, so I, I, you can't blame the NHL for, for, for not wanting to do that. And then the NBC just didn't have anything to offer. Second of all, NBC re-upped their NFL contract. Yeah. Which I think is like $2 billion per season. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's a like lot of money. It's a lot of money. Exponentially more. Yeah. So it, it was obvious that I don't want to say that it was written in the sky, but you could sense that NBC wasn't wasn't as serious, especially I would have thought that if NBC were to renew, they would have had the the main deal. And yeah, I think if they were going to the main deal, I think that pretty much said it all. And then we were all just kind of waiting to see where, you know, what the other deal would be in terms of, you know, who who the network was going to be and what the the dollar figure is going to be. But it seemed like it wasn't going to be NBC. Exactly. And, um, I, as far as I know, local deals stay intact. So NBC will still have some local deals. I think I'm trying to think, I think Washington is with NBC. I think Philly, Philly's Comcast, but I think Comcast is NBC. Anyways, no I, I, there's, there's a bunch of local, local TV deals. And then there's there Fox sports uh, completely rebranded. I don't know if you saw that, but they're now Bali sports. Yeah. Which I mean, the Panthers. I don't, I don't know if we talked about it on previous episodes, but um, probably not. No, it's it's just it's it no because it yeah, just it's, different logos. No, you know, it's a different logo, and they got the graphic at the bottom now. That is, I'm getting used to it re- reluctantly. So yeah, I'm getting used to it, but it's it's tough for me because for tracking, I, it must be horrible. Yeah, so I have to tr- for for work when I'm tracking games. Um, it kind of cuts off the board some of the times. And so it's just, you know, it's a little less visibility. It's a little adjustment, but you know, what are you going to do? It's not, what are you going to do? It's not that big a deal. Um, But yeah, with the, uh, with the new Turner deal, I'm curious to see what they do because Turner, Turner's HBO, right? What's that? Like Turner's HBO, right? Yeah, I mean, I assume I haven't even researched it. I just saw HBO Max, and I assume. yeah. So I was I was curious if they would do any like, like you know when they had like the HBO twenty four seven series, right? Yeah, those we, were it, those were cool. The yeah. the Winter Classic ones, yeah. Yeah, like honestly, like that, like with both this deal and the ESPN deal, that's all. Like that's what I'm really hopeful for is I want to see more original, additional programming around, you know, the games. You know, like. It's great that you have the games, but can you build other programming in to engage the audience? Because I think for a lot of hockey fans, you know, more hockey content, the better. And for new fans, I think it breaks down a lot of barriers to the sport. Like if you just have a camera following a team around, you're getting to know the players more, right? 
you get the personalities, you get more attached to them. And I think that's how you strengthen your, uh, your fans loyalty to the, to the brand and to the league and to the sport is through all that supplementary programming. Uh, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look it up. TNT is time Warner is, is Warner media Warner media. So Warner media must own HBO. Is that what, is that, is that what I'm getting at? Uh, which is um, AT&T, I think. Yep, yep. Warner Studios Network, Warner Media. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so, like that's that's really what yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for. Yeah, AT&T. AT&T since 2018, yeah. Yeah, okay, see, I only know all that because of, uh, I watched like Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, and he brings it fantastic up. Fantastic show, fantastic show. Great show, brings it up all the time, because he always <laughs> like roasts AT&T, and is like, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but uh so that's what i was getting out from but yeah so that, that, like, that's what i want from the deals i want more additional programming because i think that would really help the sport grow yeah it's i think the nhl is positioning itself to to grow a lot over the next few years yeah it's, i honestly like i've been very impressed with the nhl with both these deals i think they've done a great job Considering- I mean, they more than doubled their broadcast revenue, which is massive considering they lost so much money on the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. So my point is like, considering the circumstances and the, the environment they're in, I think they did very well with these deals, um, which is, you know, a nice, a, a nice change. And hopefully, uh, you know, they go well and you know, it, it helps the sport grow and, uh, you know, we'll just kind of have to wait and see really what that kind of looks like for the, you know, the next few years here. Um, but should be, should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, but yeah, I agree with you. Great deals. Great yeah. deals. Um, but now we should, uh, we should, we should move on. We should talk Florida Panthers hockey uh, because we, we, we have to, I mean, you know, and uh, you know, last night, big win over Nashville. And we've known it for a long time, at least we have, but it, it, it is official now. The Florida Panthers are going to the playoffs. They're going to the dance. Yeah, and let me tell you if we learned anything about um, last night, and this is def- – I don't want to say definitely, but it's probably not going to happen is Fan Florida Panthers fans are the losers in a Nashville, Florida series. Because I was watching last night's game and I am like losing my mind because the Panthers have 31 shots on goal. The the Nashville Predators have two have eight. And that's six and a half minutes into the second period. And then on their first shot of the second period, Nashville scores. And they managed to, to keep it 4-4. Uh, it might have even been 4-3 going into the third. And the Panthers just completely dominated. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, like, yes, you can say it was Soros, but at the same time, it's just Nashville is incredibly frustrating. It's very frustrating, especially with UC Soros and Net, because he has been so good against the Panthers this year. Like that would be that that would be the one team I would worry about the Panthers getting goalied in, right? Like, last, yeah, last time 
we're, we're recording this on April 28th. Last time UC Cyrus did not start a game was April 10th. Yeah, he's just been on a tear. Like, and, and like he's been unbelievable. And like, you they're know, playing him. Yeah, they're they're running with him. Yeah, he's going back to back. Like he's he, he's a big reason for why they've turned it around. And he's definitely it's definitely scary to think of going up against him in the playoffs. Like even like like Vasilevsky, who I think for most people's money is you know the best or one of the best goalies in the league. Right. Mm-hmm. But like the Panthers have been able to solve him this year. They, they found ways to score on him, but UC Soros, you know, obviously last night you get the seven goals, but there were like, there were a lot of games this year where he just denied them Absolutely. And, and stole points away from the, from the Panthers. Uh, so that, that's a scary thought. But uh, other than that, I mean, the, 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 the big guns on the Panthers just keep rolling. And we, we've talked about it pretty much every episode since the trade deadline, but that line of, Huberto, Bennett, and Duclair has just yeah, chef's kiss. Like what Chef's like, kiss, exactly. Chef's kiss. Like they just and it's good. Like they're putting like the the, the point totals are, are fantastic, right? But like even when you watch the games, like they get a lot of chances, like really good chances that don't go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's what's uh sorry, um Three goals on the power play, too. Which was nice because that's been a bit of a struggle the last little while. Big relief. Big relief. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely what you want to see, you know, as you get closer to the playoffs here is that, you know, things start coming around. I mean, you're, you've secured a spot. Great. Now it's can we get better at some of the things that have been, you know, struggling as of late and the power play being one of them. Uh, and other than that, I mean, and Barkov, again, fantastic last night. I mean, just utterly dominant, you know, as he's Yeah, been. I mean, Huberto doing Huberto things. Um, the the only concern, and you said the big guns are doing well, Spencer Knight came in for Bobrovsky in that third period. Yeah. And, I mean, he played terrific. Didn't didn't allow a goal. I mean, coming in, that, that's a very cold start for him. Well, and, and the good news is Chris Drieger's injury only day-to-day. Exactly. Which is a big relief. And it, we, you get this issue where, where Bobrovsky is like, like, is this a two-goalie situation or does this become a three-goalie situation? So it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think Knight is going to carve a spot out, but he's definitely not embarrassed himself so far. No, and it's one of the situations where, like, Bobrovsky struggled last night, fine. Uh, and Drieger, obviously, you know, out with the injury. And But if you get into a point where, you know, Bobrovsky's not playing well and Drieger maybe is still not 100%, like you do have Spencer Knight in your back pocket. Like it's it's a luxury to have three goalies where, you know, if anything goes wrong, you know the next guy up is going to give you something and going to help, right? Like if, if Bobrovsky, you know, has a bad game, he isn't playing well, you can go to Knight or Drieger and same thing with any of them. So it's, it's good to have the security, but it is that kind of question mark of, you know, you never know come playoff time, really. That's – you make a great point there is playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's like the, the goaltending, like I think it's a question mark for me as to, you know, who you, who you run in the playoffs. Like I think right now you have to assume, you know, if he's healthy, Chris Drieger's, you know, getting the start game one against whoever. 
right? Yeah. But, you know, things happen, players get hurt, players struggle. And it's so it's like it's a question mark, but it's not per se a concern. No, I I don't think I I completely agree. I don't think it's a concern. Um, It's something you may like just keep an eye on, raise an eyebrow, but not something I would worry about. No, and and again, you know, something happens, Drieger doesn't recover, and it ends up being Rossi at night. Do not forget that Spencer Knight does have that Con Smythe bonus built into his contract. Does he actually? Yeah, we went over this. So one of the he, I think he has a million dollar bonus if he wins the Con Smythe this year. How does Wait, that even get negotiated? I don't. I I, I, I actually don't know because it's such an absurd thing, right? I didn't. I like, yeah, it was I'm amazed because I saw that because it was like it's one of the weirder signing bonuses I've seen, and especially in an ELC, an entry level deal. I mean. So just, you know, just something to think about. I mean, it's still obviously unlikely and a lot of things, you know, have to, to fall into place for that to happen, but it is there. It is there as a, as a potential. I mean, rookie goalies to win the con smite. No, 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 not rookie goalies, pre-rookie goalies. Cause Spencer Knight's not going to get nine starts. Uh, does he get, does he have to get nine starts or just nine? No, it's different. It's different for goalies. It's like, yeah. because there was like, for like, I swear. Like and it's half- different this season too. Yeah. Cause, cause of the, the shortened schedule, like, cause it, this year for like rookies on ELC deals with the burning a year, it was seven games instead of uh, the 10. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm not exactly sure how it works. Anyways, or- point is I can think of two pre rookie year goalies that, either won the con Smythe or got very, very close or yeah. Like so it's, I, do you, so there's, do you know the one that actually won the con Smythe before he won the, uh, the Calder trophy? Uh, the year. That's Ken good Dryden. Trivia. Bingo. Yeah. Um, good, good trivia question, okay, but, <laughs> uh, and then the well, second I mean, one, yeah. the second one obviously was Matt Murray. Uh, in 2016 coming in and I mean, tore it up in the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, wasn't able to do it in the regular season, but um, well, yeah, because he didn't win the con Smythe, but he didn't win the con Smythe. He got no, close. but but he was under like if you're done like cup winning goalies, I mean, like Jordan Bennington too was a, was a rookie, yeah, but but I don't think I'm trying to remember, yeah, yeah. yeah. Patrick Waugh did well, I was, the same thing. I was I thinking think Patrick Waugh. I was thinking Patrick Waugh too. But I don't think I can't remember if he won the Con Smythe in his first. Well, let, let's let's pull it up. Oh, I pull him. Go diving deep into so the So 86, books. 86, right? Yeah, because he played 47 games in the regular season. And then obviously won the cup that year. Started all the games in in, in playoffs. Um, let's see awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he won the Calder and the Con Smythe in the same year. Yeah, which it's it's not not it's very uncommon, very unlikely it ever happens. Which is why it's keep such in a- mind keep keep in mind he he won the Calder Trophy. 
first of all, I don't know why it says 1985 because he played one game. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, I assume they mean the 1985-86 season. Oh, no, sorry. He didn't win the Calder. That's the Calder Cup oh, in the yeah. AHL. My bad, my bad. My apologies. He didn't win the Calder Trophy, but he won the Conn Smythe Trophy in his rookie year. Well, yeah, I mean, it's – well, I mean, because like goalies, like, are pretty common Conn Smythe winners, like, relatively. Yeah, and, I mean, Jean-Sebastien Giguere is probably one of the best examples winning it even though he lost the cup. Yeah, which doesn't happen very often either. But usually, like, <clears throat> I don't have the numbers to back this up, but – like, I would say it's probably more common a goalie wins a Conn Smythe than a Calder. Like, do you know who the last goalie to win the Calder was? Like, I think I know it, but I'm not 100%. I Jimmy Howard put up good numbers in his rookie year, and I remember him being in that conversation, but he didn't win it. No, like, lots of goalies have been in the conversation. Like, Carter Hart was probably in the Calder conversation, too bit overrated um well like always no, but he's, yeah, a, he's he, in he, my connor hellebuck pile we, he, that, that's high praise by the way but um, <laughs> no. no but like he, he did have a very good rookie year carter hart yeah right like whatever i like obviously you know not been a great year for for I, him or the five i don't but, know I, I i honestly have no idea i okay the only reason i know this is because i remember what even was I used to have like a hockey trivia book, and one of the questions was like, "Who's the only Columbus Blue Jackets player to ever win the Calder Trophy?" And immediately I was like, "It's got to be Rick Nash, right?" Yeah, but it's not. It's Steve Mason. Yeah, Steve Mason won the Calder. That's the only one I can like think of like in like recent history, and that's not even that recent. But it. And then he like completely fell off. Wow, that's that's a good piece of trivia. Yeah, it's just a fun little trivia nugget there for for people, you know. But I mean, he did he put up very very good numbers in his first season. He did, but then he never like, you know. There's a lot of guys who win the Calder and then just they never reach, you know, star player status. Like Tyler Myers won a Calder too. Yeah, I mean, Steve Mason's an interesting one. I he always still, liked Steve Mason. He still pulled off a 906 in his last season. Yeah, I said, I, I, like he had that one his year in Winnipeg went really badly. That was that was Winnipeg. Yeah, I remember he had watching a 906, this. but he won 5 games out of 13. Yeah, like his his before wait, wait, then, did I, I say not, 9 or 5? 906? I I sorry. I I don't know why I don't know. I can't remember what I said. I meant to say he won five of his 13 games in Winnipeg. Yeah. Like, it I don't know if I, I don't know if I said five or nine, but I meant five. No, I, I remember that. Cause that was the, that was our first year of university because before that he was always really good with high danger save percentage. And then that year just kind of cratered for him, but he, but he like, but he never became like, you, you never talked about him as being like one of the best goalies in the NHL. Yeah. A problem with that was, I mean, 
So he played he, – he started off in Columbus, which Columbus was okay at the time, I want to say. I want to say they were terrible. I was going to say – well, I think they, they were decent, and then they really started falling off. And then he went to Philly, right? And then he went to Philly, and Philly was not good. No, but, I mean, like – Because that, that was, was like, after – that was after their Stanley Cup run. Yeah, because it was like Stanley a Stanley good- Cup run was 2010. Yeah, there was and a good he, while where Philly just threw money at goalies, hoping that someone could be elite. Like they did that with Brisgalov too, and then bought him out after like year two. Yeah, Philly. Uh, let's hope they stick stick with Carter Hart, and and he's able to have a, a long and glorious career. Um, but definitely, there's there's a few in in Philly that you can name that didn't really work out goalie wise. No, there's definitely a lot. I mean, my goodness, they went to the Stanley Cup final with Michael Layton. Like they had that. great Emery for a while. Yeah, they had like Emery, like, Layton, they had Brian Boucher. Like, yeah. goaltending's not been their strength for sure. But definitely not. And they're not even going to make the playoffs this year. No, I mean, I mean, we've gotten way off topic here, by the way. Completely off. <laughs> Completely off topic. That went off the rails real quick. We went from Spencer Knight winning the Calder. We went to talking about Philadelphia goalies. Yeah, we went to talking about the Panthers, you know, officially (laughs) clinching a playoff spot, which, you know, obviously we're super stoked for. And like, I loved seeing, you know, people on Twitter, you know, super excited about it. And I don't know if you saw it today. There was an article I I saw it online in in the New York Times talking about the Panthers winning both on and off the ice and talking about, uh, you know, the new sports complex they're building down there and how the sport's growing and, you know, how well the team's obviously doing this year. And I thought that was just, you know, pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, it's funny. So there's, there's a, there's a podcast called the soul on ice podcast. I, I'm pretty sure you've heard of it. Of course. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Anthony Duclair was on it. I think last week. Yeah. He was talking about, uh, I mean, obviously his Florida Panthers talked about his, his favorite goal that he scored, the the one where he was like, yeah, fell he just, down. Yeah, against. he fell down and just seemed like it was over for him. And then some, which is just, it's one of those goalies, which, it's unreal, but it's... Was against Philadelphia. Yeah. And the actual shot that um, Duclair you know, pulled off was the slowest, like, puck on the ice that I have seen go in. Yeah, like, it's not, it's one of those goals where it's like, it's very nice and like, obviously like a high level of skill, but also like, a high degree of like luck too involved. Absolutely. And it's just, they happen to be playing a Philadelphia goalie. So I mean, yeah, I mean g- good for him. Yeah. It's, but yeah, I just, I, you know, I love that the, the team's getting more, you know, recognition and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the new president there and they talked about how they used to like give away tickets to Panthers games. Like, I don't know if you remember this, you probably like probably Knox were not Florida residents. But if you like were a Florida resident and you had like an ID and it was your first NHL game, you got, you got in for free, which they stopped doing this year. Right. And it was like, because, you know, it's nice obviously for, for people to experience the, the sport for the first time for, for, you know, no cost really like that. That's nice. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you have fans who are, you know, when you have fans who got a ticket for free sitting next to fans who paid for their ticket, you know, it creates, you know, a bit of tension and fans who have paid, you know, good money for their tickets, you know, don't like that people are getting the same experience for free. Um, so they stopped doing that this year where there were no free tickets given out. Obviously they still do, 
you know, with the different, you know, they give out to charities and to youth groups, right? Like, like most teams do. Uh, but just the, the straight up free ticket program, they don't do anymore. Uh, which, like, I know, like, I, I like it. It reminds me of uh, like that, like, very like well-known, like Brian Burke quote, where he said, like, you, you don't give away free tickets. Like, like if you have a $10 ticket and then you give them like it's, a free food voucher. Yeah. Instead, it's like, if you have a $20 ticket, he would rather get, he would rather sell the $20 ticket and give a $10 food voucher than to sell the, the ticket for $10. Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day is you're, you're still making the same amount of money. You're still making the same amount and they're still paying the amount, but it's how it's valued. Right? Exactly. It's the perception. It's the value perception. And by lowering the price, you're devaluing the, the product because if, if, if I tell you I have a hundred dollar phone or a $10 phone, which do you think is better? You're probably going to say the hundred dollar phone. And I think that's, that's the best way to compare it is that's absolutely true. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's when people, when you have the ability to pay more, people want to pay more because they perceive the value is higher. Right. Exactly. The, the, the quality of the product is, is, is psychologically going to be better. Yeah. Whether it is or it isn't, doesn't matter. It's just how you value exactly. it. So, exactly. but yeah. it's, so it's that was perception. Yeah. So that was brought up in like the New York Times, New York Times article too. I thought that was pretty interesting. Cause I didn't know that they had stopped that program. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I like that the team's getting recognition, not just for how they're playing, but in terms of everything. Cause I think they have done a really good job, especially, you know, managing the pandemic and, you know, a lot of teams cut staff, the Panthers added, they spent more money here. They created their goaltending excellence department, um, which I thought was really interesting. I didn't know the story behind Cause like we, we talked about the goalie excellent department. Cause you know, some people mocked it because they're like, they're paying $10 million for a goalie. And now you're paying three guys to be goalie coaches, right? And I, I didn't really, I assumed that- the <laughs> Probably idea, each six figures. Yeah, like my assumption was that the idea probably came from Roberto Luongo, right? Yeah. Um, but no, it was actually, it was from Bill Zito because uh, a lot of his clients, especially his early clients were goalies. And through that experience, he knew that they really valued having a consistent message throughout that whole development process with an organization. And that's what he wanted. So I thought that was, yeah. So, you know, just another win for Bill Zito, you know, which I mean, they're piling up for him. They, they really are at one by 1 million. I mean, they, they really the are. One by $1 million dollar contracts are just fantastic. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's an, it's an exciting time, man. I'm super excited. I mean, you know, we were, you know, at the start of the season, like we were hopeful for playoffs, obviously. Right. And we liked, you know, the way the team was built, but outside of the fan base, there wasn't a lot of belief and hope from, from a ton of, you know, just hockey fans in general about this team. And they've, they've kind of, yeah. And a lot of it has to do with just a lot of it is like ignorance, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they, they just, they didn't know. So no, like I like, yeah. And I just like, I just love this team so much. Like they're fun to watch, you know, the fan base is, is all into it. You know, you got a great GM, a great coach, you know, some exciting young players. Like it's, it's a great time to be, to be a Panthers fan. 
And he I really think, is, you know, like, like I said, like we were hopeful, but I think this year has, you know, so far exceeded, you know, all the expectations we have. And now we have the added bonus of, cause we have all the other podcasts on the network who did their playoff rankings. And I don't know of a single one that had the Panthers in the playoffs, a lot of shade being thrown around, you know, especially from the Nashville podcast, yeah. you know, just calling them with the catfish on ice pod. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm just I'm just gonna say it. I did say Adam Fox for Norris. So great call. He's been phenomenal. I mean, you know, like I have to say it every podcast. I think just remind people that yeah, I had a feeling. You then know, again, do not quote me on any of my other predictions, please. No, like that's the thing. Like we we have some that are looking pretty good. Like you know, I had UC Saros for Vesna. Like he's not gonna win it, but like he's gonna be in the mix. Like and like Adam Fox, he might win the Norris, but he probably won't realistically um but yeah we're not right often but it's it's nice when we are it it really every every now and again we get we get one right yeah we get lucky yeah we uh we sure do uh but yeah man i think that does it for this episode of the podcast i think that's that's all we got i think next week we can talk maybe uh i was thinking maybe sam bennett talk about what his next contract might look like you know if he keeps doing what he's doing with the panthers uh, and more fun stuff. We'll see what comes up in the news. Uh, but until then, thank I, you. I can already tell you what Sam Bennett's next contract is going to be. A one by one. A one by one. A one by one. All right, calling it now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that uh, yeah, that does it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, thank you to everyone tuning in and listening. As always, uh, we appreciate you know all our listeners, all the support. And we'll be back on Monday with a brand new episode where we talk more NHL news, more Panthers hockey. Uh, Looking forward to it, and we will see you all then. Barkov looking to get a step on Mete. Barkov to the net. Barkov between the legs.